Hey. hey. How are you? I'm, I'm great. We're in a we're in a, re- a recording studio. That Yeah. Specifically we, Batwell Studios. Uh-huh. They're so lovely to host us. What what are we what are we doing here? I just um, I just woke up. I came prepared to record a podcast. Oh, uh, okay. About cinema. So this is the Side Talks podcast. Yeah, and we're in the 90s now, like in the high 90s. This is means, episode 98. Yeah, which means 100 is right around the corner and boy, we've got some surprises for folks on that episode. So, look yeah. forward to it. So, so keep listening, but listen to this episode also. Who are you? In the meantime, we'll just burn through this little bitch. Yeah. I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm the creative director for the Sidewalk Film Festival Cinema Film Center, all that. And I'm Corey Kraft, and uh, let's just talk about cinema. Let's go. So now it's time for a segment of the podcast called Phone a Friend, where we do just that. Phone a friend. Hello? Hey, bro, bro, it's Rachel and Corey. Hi. Hey, we just talked to you not that long ago, but we're doing a, another check-in with you real quick to see if you've watched anything lately. Okay, yes, I totally have. <laughs> um, it's one of those things, okay, you know when we watched Misery back during the um, the whole, what do you call it, the, the snow blizzard thing back yeah. in the, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I have, we've done the same thing this time, though. We watched Twister. (laughs) (laughs) You know, another um, seasonally appropriate, yet probably I shouldn't have watched it because it's actually like terrifying kind of a thing. Yeah, right, um, right. It's kind of like, it's it's one of those things where it's like, well, is there a gas crisis film we could watch right now too? (laughs) Does anybody know of one? (laughs) Yes. Um, So yeah, I had never, I had never seen it. I mean, I, you know, obviously knew all about it and the whole deal, but I somehow missed that in my, my youth. Um, so, wow. Oh my gosh. Like so many things, so many things are happening. Um, like I remember the cow from the trailer flying through the air. That one, that really gets you in the trailer that really, they really were like, Oh, we're going to see a fucking cow fly. Then you had to pack in uh, theaters back in the nineties show, show cows flying through the air. Got to. Well, and, you know, based on that, too, all the hype with the cow, I thought the cow was going to be major. But then when you're watching the movie, the cow is, like, not even that big of a deal. Like, they're not even that phased by the cow. And it's, like, the second tornado of the day, and they're like, oh, my God, a cow, whatever. And I was, like, hollering, like, oh, my gosh, a cow. And Tony's, like, because he's seen it, he's, like, um, just wait. It gets better. <laughs> and then... I mean, he was not even kidding, because later there's full-on, like, tanker trucks flying around. Like, no big deal. Like, the cow was, turns out the cow was nothing. They they were right, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, What's a flying but, cow, uh, after all? I mean, no big deal. And, you know, there was um, there was similarly similarity to Convoy. Remember, I watched oh, Convoy yeah. recently. And yeah. Well, and then in this one, similarly, all of the the tornado hunting nerds, they travel around like in a little caravan pack, you know, right? Uh, on all these like Oklahoma back roads. So it had a very kind of convoy-esque nest to it. And then, of course, with flying tanker trucks, also, you know, a nod to the, the trucking industry. Right, um, right. But, um, yeah, and then one other thing that I was I really liked a lot is that, um, you know, uh, the bad guy, Carrie... Carrie Ellis. Mm-hmm. El, how do you say it? Elwis. Say that? El, okay, so it is kind of a two-syllable thing. I don't yeah. Sort of, yeah, not sure about that one. Well, anyway, he's the bad guy. And um, he calls Bill Paxton, R.I.P., um, a dirt sniffer. <laughs> and it's like a real, 
insults. He's like, you're just a dirt sniffer, blah, blah, blah. Like, bleh. And then, like, a few scenes later, it shows Bill Paxton go and sort of, like, prick the earth with his fingers and sort of sniff them and, like, look into the wind. And, you know, but you know who was right the whole time? It was always Bill Paxton. So being a dirt sniffer was, like, good. So what is, okay, so hold on. It's an insult, but he is a dirt but it, sniffer. Yeah, is it a particular, literal. is it like a very low-end tornado chaser? Is that what that means? I don't know. I think I think that, so, you know, Carrie plays a real science, ba- well, they're both sort of, they have these machines that they're both trying to, essentially, they're competing right. to see who can get the machine in the tornado to, like, measure the things in the tornado to try and figure these things out. And... I think he's more like science guy and data guy. And then I think Bill Paxton, you know, as Helen Hunt would say, he's like, you know, one with nature. He's very, um, you know, he's a dirt sniffer. He's, he, he's a cowboy. Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah. So he's like, he's going on like intuition and like. And yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, he was, that yeah. was like. He was right. Wherever man. he goes, follow him. And, you know, so he calls him a dirt sniffer negator- negatorily, but he definitely, you know, he's totally right because yeah. Um, but I yeah, plan to I mean, use that insult at some point in the near future, though. Exactly. It, it has a good <laughs> ring to it. I know, it does. And it's ambiguous enough. You're like, wait, what? You know? Um, Lisa, I need but, to yeah, pause I, you for one second, though, and point something else out that, that has been a common thread here, at least a couple times. Helen Hunt. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, yes. Because we just watched um, What Women Want. Right, right. And, you know, I was thinking about that. It's weird because she's such a... She's supposed to be a different type of lady character in this movie. And that one, she's, you know, savvy advertising exec right. woman. And then in this one, she's savvy uh, tornado hunting woman. Right. But they're the same person. Like, it's Helen <laughs> Hunt every time. You know it's I mean? always Helen like, It's mad about you just with tornadoes. It's mad about, <laughs> it's mad about you. Less Paul Reiser, more cows flying through the air. <laughs> it's and so true. <laughs> and there was a lot a lot of the stuff lying around like was very 90s 3d animation like oh, the yeah. farm <laughs> objects and tractors and stuff like it was very you could tell i mean at the time i'm sure again i would you would be blown away at oh, the 3d good good one <laughs> but um definitely seeing it now many 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 decades later i'm kind of like i mean i don't know and also the 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 tractor tra- i mean the um the like tanker truck thingy that flew through the air it fully bounced like it bounced off the ground and yeah. over their head. Like yeah. that's not how. What? <laughs> yeah, so, you can you can you can kind of see the editing there, right? You can you can kind of yeah. see like the little dots being drawn as the truck gets bounced. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah. So there's some there's some you know that kind of thing, but the, the key frame um, the key framing is visible, so to speak. Right. Yes. And um. The uh, one other thing too, the the way that the tornado chasing folks, it's like they get so excited about these tornadoes and they're it's headed over to Wakita. We got to get there, and it's like <laughs> they're so pumped. Yet, I mean, entire small towns are wiped off the map, and they're just fully pumped about it. You know, like <laughs> it's. I mean, I guess you know they're getting they're getting the, they're getting the tornado, and they're gonna documented and they're going to save future lives but like they're really pumped at the moment that lots of lives are, are imminently in danger you know well they're just a bunch of dirt sniffers i mean an entire drive-in <laughs> movie theater gets like annihilated during this movie oh which gosh, is yes. so meta i you know plays of the drive-in so meta and they had the shining playing on screen yep. which i thought was a really cute touch i, I, mean, I agree and, like was really a neat way to do that and um 
Oh, another note, I had the soundtrack was very solid. I mean, so many good 90s vibes in there. And that, I don't know if you remember this, but the um, ending credit song, it was super epic. And so we were like, is this Van Halen? So we looked it up, and it's actually a song by Eddie and Alex Van Halen. Oh, wow. And it's called Respect the Wind. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, why, I wonder why dive. the rest of the band wouldn't get on board for that. And it I took, know, it it took the a- two brothers. <laughs> and um, so we looked at the soundtrack, and there's another song with um, Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks. And it was an original song written for the film, and it's called Twisted. Whoa. <laughs> oh, man, Buckingham, yeah, wait, Buckingham Nicks. Buckingham Nicks yeah. basically reunited. To totally. for an for, original song called Twisted mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a for the film Twister had no idea. Yeah, so I know. My, my if my memory serves me and it may not, there was like a, a tie in, like Shania Twain released a uh, oh. single around the time of this movie that was tied to this movie. Um, what was it called? Feels like a twister. No, but it, it's Feels not tornado, like tornado related. It's it's oh. not it's not related to the plot of the movie at all. It's just a it's like corporate synergy there maybe like shania twain oh, up and coming music star okay. well you know I, I don't i don't you know this this could be a, a situation where i have to retract this statement well um, hey but you know what in the meantime Corey, what so you got a flying cow oh god <laughs> <laughs> that don't impress me much wow wow <laughs> um <laughs> okay um what you know, I just Googled it here, and it says, No One Needs to Know yes. is a song co-written and recorded by Canadian music artist Shania Twain. And it says the song was used in the 1996 film Twister, uh, and it was on the soundtrack. So you're right. It wasn't even synergy. It was really there. Oh, my gosh. Well, that soundtrack is stacked. It is stacked. <laughs> um, so you've got a convoy. <laughs> that the don't impress was- me much. Sorry, I'm taking this off the rails. Sorry. Go ahead, Lisa. <laughs> Um, I was just saying the whole movie, it feels like 90s character actor bingo. Like, it's just so totally. many people. You're like, oh, that guy. Oh, yeah. Well, that guy was Ellen's friend on the Ellen show. Oh, that guy. You know, it's just like so many of those people. And um, Philip Seymour oh, Hoffman. Oh, holy shit. Oh, yeah. my God. R- another pre, RIP. Pre-Boogie Dude. Nights. Wow. But Pre-Boogie Nights. But he was kind of like a doofy kind of dude in this one. Yeah. He's the and, comic um, relief. Oh, my favorite? Yes. Um, and Seth makes two RIP too soon uh, in that same, from Twister. But, um... My favorite thing that he says is uh, he calls it the suck zone. Yep. And that's when oh. you get real close and you might get sucked into it. That's the suck zone. Wow. That sounds very so scientific. So terminology yeah. is coming out of this. Wow. We've, got, we've learned a couple of new terms that sound very yeah. tornado official. Which is, you know, appropriate for the season, like I said. And, you know, I did say, yeah, I said, like, this is probably not a good idea to watch this. You know, and Tony just laughed at me. So, yeah, definitely in the next few probably matter of days when we have another tornado warning, I'm going to be thinking about cows and bouncing tanker trucks. Like, it's not even a joke. And Shania Twain and Buckingham Nicks. And, <laughs> I think if you and put, Alex and Eddie. If you put that soundtrack on, it just keeps you right outside of a suck zone. No, you're right about that. Next time so, I'm, I'm huddled in my bathtub, I'm going to put on, um, yeah, some soothing Shania. It's it's kind of it's kind of ironic that that soundtrack is the suck zone, and yet it will keep you out of the actual suck zone. <laughs> anyway, well, thanks, Lisa. Uh, that was just a good reminder about this this shit show of a film, and um, we appreciate yeah. it. So. Yeah, I'm glad you. Yeah, you take another visit. It'll blow you away. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, right, talk I should have done it twice. Oh, I know it's good. No, you should have. We'll talk to you later, Ross. <laughs> okay, bye. 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 
Well, um, I hate to do this to you. <laughs> Uh-oh. Retractions. It's really sad. I'm going to I'm going to dress up as a nun and walk behind you and ring a bell and cry shame, shame, shame I mean, and like publicly one's... chastise you for you should. Whatever this is. This one's really bad. Uh, it's really bad in that there's there's some that there's some parts of this that aren't so bad. So you picked a city. Well, I picked a city a couple of weeks ago. Sure. Panama City Beach. And it ended up being Panama City Beach, which in your defense is, is a difficult one. PCB yes. is a tough one. And when you go look at that IMDb list of films shot in PCB, you, you will acknowledge it's tough, including um, there is just in quotes here, student short film. So, and it was oh. like a nameless student short film was one on the list. Great. Um, but we forgot about a couple of things, which I'm going to throw out. But, but more importantly than that, I mentioned Ruby in Paradise, which mm-hmm. is a Victor Nunes film from 1993. Ashley Judd um, stars in it. It was sort of Ashley Judd's uh, first uh, moment on screen. And I mentioned that there was a Montevallo graduate in this film. Uh-oh. And I was wrong. I was wrong. Um, I get these two human beings very, very mixed up. Okay, and so really, what's going on in this film is that Dorothy Lyman mm-hmm. is in this. Do you know Dorothy? I don't work. Um, she's actually from Minnesota, not from Alabama, and um, she she does she's a great role in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, very very good, and uh, she, and she's kind of was known to be in the crew with Carol Burnett. And oh, Co. So okay. I get her mixed up all the time, and it makes sense why I would. Mm-hmm. But I get her mixed up all the time with Polly Holiday. Okay. And so it is not Polly, Polly Holiday that's in this film. Polly Holiday is actually a graduate of the University of Montevallo when it was the Alabama State Women's College. I see. So I, I get them. And, and it was Polly Holiday who played Flo and Alice and, and the show Alice. Yeah. That was, you know. So anyway, um, that's where I really screwed up. And, and that's, that wasn't fair at all to either one of those um, actors who I somehow get confused frequently. They, do, they have a similar kind of vibe. Right. Both, and it makes sense because, because uh, Dorothy Lyman, who was in the Carol Burnett crew, played Mama on Mama's Family. So she does that Southern kind of weird thing that oh. has caused me to kind of put those two people on top of me. Yeah. I believe that's her. Yeah. Huh. So anyway, I'll have to do another retraction if I'm wrong, but I believe that's her. So anyway, um, yeah. Wow. Interesting, right? Yeah. Um, oh, so that's where I really screwed up. But uh, there were a couple other films that were mentioned that we did. I'm sorry, a couple other films that we didn't mention that were shot in PCB area. Okay. One of which is Frogs from 1972. Uh huh. I've never seen that, but I've heard of it. Um, heavily shot there. Uh, nearby neighbor, you couldn't have really called it PCB, but in Seaside, The Truman Show. Uh, a movie that is going to show up in my next installment of our top 200. Interesting. I, I know that was shot in Seaside. It's shot in Seaside, and there was PCB is listed as a as a location. So they shot something. There. I would not. I would not have have guessed that. They shot something there, and of course, student short film. Um, there was that one. But here's the interesting thing too. You mentioned Spring Breakers uh-huh. from 2012. Spring Breakers was not shot in PCB, even though that was a good guess. Yeah. It was shot in multiple places in Florida. Interesting. And not in some of the places we thought. Yeah, I was it thinking was, like St. Pete, Tampa. It was shot mostly in Sarasota. So yeah, okay, that checks there's out. There's that uh, Pinellas County. Okay. Um. So there was that. Yeah, and mostly in that sort of St. Pete. Yeah. That kind of area. Yeah. Okay. So that's where that's where um, Spring Breakers was shot. Gotcha. So, huh. Yeah. All right. So you know that's a lot of retraction on PCB and. Ruby in Paradise and Pick a City. Well, we we had to set the record straight. Had to. Because we care deeply. Had to. So your retraction is accepted. On my end, again, I hope the listeners forgive you. I do too. 
And now, a look at what we're watching this week. So, Rachel, what have you been watching lately? Oh, um, this is is a weird couple things. Okay. I haven't really dug into a film in the last, since I've seen you last in a week. Um, I watched something you may have watched, I'm sure couldn't escape for a few days, and that is that I watched the elongated muskrat on on SNL. went to bed early and avoided that entirely and have not seen a bit of it. Oh, it was very odd. I mean, very, very strange. And I think probably not in a way that is positive. Yeah. Um, Nothing about the whole circus surrounding it um, appealed to me whatsoever. Yeah, I... And I actually don't have a ton to say about it. It's it's kind of I, I, I last minute decided to watch it um, because Aaron and, and our friend Jennifer threw it on at the cinema after we'd closed. Yeah. And so I stopped by, took a look at it. But it mm, it was a sort of it, it's going to let me watch what might happen. Crash and burn kind of it's got Elon Musk and and freaking um, Miley Cyrus is the musical guest. So oh, it's going to maybe be at least interesting. And Grimes, I heard I, the final decision maker was Grimes was going to make an appearance, and she did. There is a Mario skit that will make you feel like you've taken acid. I do like Mario. I think you might want to watch that mm, one okay. skit. All right. And it it this I do appreciate humor when things go way off the rails. <laughs> sure. And this damn thing goes way off the rails. And, of course, that's the one that Grimes is in. Okay. So I recommend watching – that one will give you an idea of – the sort of whole scheme of things. And because the skit itself is so bonkers, it doesn't make you quite as uncomfortable as say just elongated muskrat shrugging his shoulders and being elongated muskrat. SNL, um, not in a great era at the moment. Not at the moment, even though I, I would argue there's some, there's some skits I watch and I watch over and over again that are sort of at the bottom of your face music video montage right. there's a couple things that have been pandemic relevant there, that there have funny. been bright spots they have good yeah. cast members it's just the the show for me has not really come together you know i guess they were revitalized after the election of you know who right four years ago and they got alec baldwin on there you know chewing the scenery and people seem to like that and i i was never really into that i i just i can't get on snl's wavelength at the moment yeah but but they do have yeah. sketches here and there that are good. That are good. It's it's hit or miss. Yeah. You know, it's hit or miss. Um, and so I watched that and 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 equally strange content. I <laughs> for a random reason because something I quote all the time, uh, which this name comes up a lot and shouldn't. I I rewatched a few minutes of American Idol from se- very early season one or season oh two of goodness. American Idol. The one in which actually must have been season two or three. The one in which Mark McGrath, who I feel like has clawed and scratched his way to a career in the last twenty years, um, <laughs> and somehow managed to still get paid. I don't think he gets paid a lot, but he gets paid. I mean, a lot is is relevant here. You don't I think mean. he's getting the Sugar Ray residual checks like oh, every once oh, in a while? Oh, for sure. But I mean, like continuing to work. I sure. Bet he, no. I bet he's not one. I mean, he's got a show on XM Radio. I'm sure he's not like super high paid. Right. Is all I'm getting at. But he's getting paid. Yeah. For for no good for damn being reason. Mark McGrath. For no, and he was on. He was recently on um, Mass Singer. Oh really? So he's had way too much face work. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the reason, I, and I think that I think the visit to Mass Singer is why I had made this quote. But there's a quote from a contestant on American Idol that I constantly throw out, which is that Randy Jackson at some point after this woman performs very poorly 
is she's just kind of standing there and he's like, what are you thinking right now? And she goes, I'm thinking Mark McGrath's a hottie. <laughs> and cause he is a, cause he's a, he's a judge right at that moment. Right. Um, and so I, qu- I quote that all the time. Like if somebody's like, what are you thinking? What you know, I'm like, I'm thinking Mark McGrath's the hottie. I like to say that in meetings, keeps people on their toes. So anyway, I went back and watched that cause I was like, I really need to see the origin story for this quote. And it is as bonkers as I do remember it. And it just, it brought me to this memory too, of a time when man, oh man, were they mean. Sure. Yeah. The early years, you know, the classic lineup with what's his name? Simon. Simon Cowell and Randy Jackson and Paula Abdul. Yeah, they could get pretty nasty. I mean, it was I don't think that show could fly today, which made me also realize why have we we've become we've become sort of a very in some ways such a kinder sort of. Mm, vibe in our in our at least our primetime media yeah we don't put people on national television to humiliate them anymore Anymore. what happened to that those are the good old days but but don't we i mean you you could speak to this more than i can but there is a, a twinge of that in the dna of like the bachelor right like parading oh. like look at this parade of of desperate losers um i think the jokes on them and not as obviously. Hmm. Sure. I think some people watch that show with and and all and with like I think they watch it earnest. Okay. Yeah, I mean so it's, it's not it's, as it's not like I mean, American like, Idol where it's like, you know, a singing competition and they let through people who obviously can't sing. Right. Yeah. Like they're picking the best and the worst. That yeah. was the whole that was the whole gimmick there, right? It's right. like we're going to send through the you're going to see two or three of the best, two or three of the worst weirdest that also might have something going on where they're not quite self-aware. And sometimes right. that's just lack of self-awareness. And sometimes that's something else is going on. Yes. That they're falling somewhere. That, And so anyway, that this was a, this was a reminder of our pre kind to each other days, at least on the surface. Um, and yeah, I, I'll just leave it at that. I'm not, I'm not suggesting we go back to those days. I'm just would like to acknowledge what an interesting time when we could basically, you know, pull people off the street and go, you fucking suck. <laughs> So, well, you know, George W. Bush was in the White House, <laughs> and we had just gone through uh, some stuff as a country. And you I know wonder how if we'll ever get back there. Uh, <laughs> to which part? Because <laughs> some of that is really unappealing. <laughs> all, all of it. I didn't. I didn't say any of it was appealing. I'm just. Uh, I'm just pondering this thought. Well. Anyway, um, so you know, when I can bring you Elon Musk and you know Mark McGrath and American Idol, I feel like it was a good day. So what have you been watching? Well, uh, I went to a cinema the other day nice. um, to see a preview screening, an advanced screening of a new movie called In the Heights. Uh, oh, you saw that? I did. Cool. The uh, the movie musical based on the first musical play from Lin-Manuel Miranda, for which he won a Tony before he won every award in existence for Hamilton right. uh, and became one of the most famous and beloved people on the planet i have a secret Uh oh what, what is your secret i don't like broadway okay well you know keep that to yourself um and this trailer makes my skin crawl well all i can say is if Sam. i were programming a a cinema in the month of june and i had a working relationship with warner brothers i would consider booking this <laughs> Who film would that Description. I, I would consider booking this film because it is quite the crowd pleaser. I bet it is a crowd pleaser. It, it is on my list. I have been asked about this film. 
People want to see this. People somehow watch this trailer uh-huh. and want to see this film. And it doesn't speak to you at all because of the singing and the dancing? I like singing and dancing. I'm a big fan of singing and dancing. This trailer is just beating me over the head with the Broadwayness of it all. Well, as someone who does like Broadway, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I found that very appealing. And I found the movie overall to be extremely good and satisfying because it's been a while since I've seen a big shameless movie musical okay. on the screen like that. Everybody, hold on a second. <laughs> Everybody, nobody get mad at me right now. I just got done saying I'm going to probably pro- program the film if they'll let me. I'm not happy about it. I feel like I want Sam to make a note to remind us that when I watch this film, I'm going to hate it. I just feel it in my blood. Oh my gosh! What what's to hate about it's it's a it's kind of a it's kind of a delightful little movie. I don't know. Uh, you may well hate it, but it, it's the story of a, a guy in Washington Heights, um, which is a, a mostly Dominican um, and Puerto Rican. Uh, neighborhood in a very, very northern in Manhattan. In the Heights. In, in, in the Heights. The heights. Yes, they the say song? that uh, a lot. I don't lot know, but I would song. just guess it goes something like this In the Heights, in the Heights, in the Heights. No, there's more. Because there's every more Broadway song rap and songs fucking sounds like that. It, more rap and hip hop than that. It's Lin Manuel Miranda. I bet, Brad, that if we pulled that song, it would sound a lot like what I just sang. It doesn't sound all that in dissimilar. The heights, but in the, I'm just guessing. They don't this repeat is a sound- it quite that much. Anyway. It's about this bodega owner. Of um, course it is. Yeah, he, he wants to go back to the Dominican Republic. Um, and it's about kind of uh, one summer in the lives of, of him and a lot of his friends in this neighborhood um, as um, they, they deal with things like a blackout and a winning lottery ticket and any number of other sort of mundane um, but eventful things. Um, it's, it's really well performed. The music is good. Um, I, I, I thought it was well-directed in a way that showcased the choreography as well. Uh, your mileage, of course, may vary, but I think that when people see this movie, um, I think it comes out mid-June or so. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're going to they're gonna like it mostly. Um, so, wow. yeah, I'm really into it. Uh, in the Heights, really good. Was happy to see a big musical on the big screen again. I would imagine the big screen is the best way to do it. Um, I will look forward to a future five-minute fight. All right. Well, we can just go ahead and set a date for it sometime after this thing comes out in June. Um, How long is it? Five it's hours? two hours and 20-something minutes. Oh, my it is God. There's my long. There's my first point in the debate. Okay. Well, I'm glad you liked it. I did. I liked it a lot. <laughs> Hey, Corey, you know what? What? I'm thinking Mark McGraw's the hottie. Gross. <laughs> oh, thanks for listening to Side Talks. Yeah. Oh, we appreciate it. <laughs> oh, we're your own personal cinematic, Harmony Kareen and Larry Clark. Ugh, also gross. Um, um, I mean, which one would you prefer? I, I mean, I think it's pretty clear, like, Larry Clark has objectively been canceled for good. Yeah. Uh, for all those problematic things about him so harmony corinne for sure well he's still a working filmmaker true and i mean you would have gotten to date chloe sevigny and 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 her prime but also then you would have later dated you know somebody when they're a teenager and then you (sighs) lied about it and anyway in other words it's predator versus predator one's kind of a worse predator than the other i think whoever wins we lose Mm, that's the uh, that's the alien versus predator tagline 
Um, thank you for listening. Oh, Before God. we go any further down this damn road, <laughs> this potentially libelous road. <laughs> right. I mean, really and truly, um, let's be careful here. But uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate Batwell Studios for hosting us. Uh, visit us on social media at Sidewalk Film on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or visit us at SidewalkFest.com, where you can find information about what's going on at the cinema and information about the upcoming Sidewalk Film Festival. And films like maybe In the Heights. In the Heights. It's not how it goes. In the Heights, 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 Heights. They don't say Heights, Heights, Heights. I'm Heightsing. It's a little bit more hip-hop than that. I'm not going there. uh, Sure. Nor should you. In the Heights. It's a good movie. All right, thanks. In the Heights. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.